welcome everybody. This is How to English. Teach and Learn with Gav and M. It's a podcast about teaching and learning English as a foreign language. All opinions are personal and references will be given when necessary. Welcome back, M. Hi, Gav. Hello. Are you ready for the second part of tenses? Yeah, I think we need to just pick up where we left off on the last episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm dying to know what the state of your kitchen is, Gav. You're desperate to know what is the new instalment from this very, very exciting story, which I have been telling you over quite a long period of time now. Would you like me to recap what I remember so far? Can you remember the story that I told you last time? As far as I remember, Gav, you found some ants in your sink. And these ants are early risers. They wake up early. That is very true. Do you remember what time they wake? Yeah, no. I remember the ant bus arrives at seven in the morning, so it must be early. It does. That is the schedule. And they will always arrive because it's just timetabled. Yeah, exactly. And so you noticed the ants when you saw a piece of lettuce that you thought was walking away from you. I did. Well, I didn't think it was. It was walking away from me. Technically, the ants were carrying it. It was strolling away. All right, I would say the ants were strolling with the lettuce. Well, it looked like the lettuce had grown a couple of legs and just walked off. Right, so you reckon that there was an ant commander or an ant captain or an ant colonel that had a plan to invade the kitchen. And while they were carrying out Operation Lettuce Leaf, so they were walking with the lettuce and you tried to grab it. I did. And maybe you had left the door open and that's how the ants got in. It is. Mm-hmm. And we reckon that the ant colonel had been doing a lot of overtime. So she felt very stressed And she'd forgotten her briefcase that day, so maybe the plan did go a little bit... um, Awry? Awry or wrong, yeah. So that's something. Your memory is absolutely remarkable, Em. I know, it's good, isn't it? It was obviously such a good story. It was a fascinating story. So if I remember correctly, when you told me the story, you told me in real time, I quote you... They have been in the kitchen for two hours. That is correct. And you said they have only just taken control yes. of the kitchen completely. And they have taken three lettuces so far. So far. I've got a lot of lettuces in my kitchen. Yeah, you like lettuce. So they've occupied the sink and they've been occupying the sink, I think, for two hours. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if I was telling you this now, I would have to go back into tents before that and say they had taken... Three lettuces by the time you told me the story. Yes. I'm telling you this in real time. You could say, you told me that they had taken the lettuces. They had occupied the sink for two hours. Exactly. Oh, we could put that into continuous because that's a longer action. We could. Can you do that for me? Remind me what it was. They had occupied the sink for two hours, but that's a longer action. So they had been occupying the sink for two hours mm-hmm. when you saw them. But we're not doing reported speech today, Gav. That's another episode. Okay. So I think we finished with you telling me that they've already eaten one of the lettuces and they've been eating the second lettuce and they still have some traces of lettuce on their little faces. That's it. Those naughty ants' mandibles were just covered in my lettuce leaves. So do you want to recap the tenses there, Gav, or do you think it's all very clear? Well, the story was very clear. 
and and you didn't make any mistakes so I don't feel I need to correct you but I'm fairly sure you have covered all of the present and past tenses including present perfect and present perfect continuous yeah I think so and we talked about those all last week so listeners if you need to go back if you have no idea what we're talking about with this ant story check out last week's episode tenses part one because we are going to move on to the next part of the story we are do you think i should put the notes about the ant story in the show notes so that people can see examples of each of those that would be a fabulous idea gav i'll try to remember to do that i'm sure that would be really helpful as a reference guide Mm. well moving on yes i'd like to tell you a little more about my story and how it's progressed yeah i'm going to talk about it now okay gav And before I tell you my story, I've just realised we've got an extra tense to add. Where did that come from? I found it under the ant major's tent. Right. Well, I think I remember saying to you last week, I think there's 13, and you told me we're not doing used to, and I believed you that there were only 12. So, in fact, there could have been 14. (laughs) Yeah, but we're not doing used to, so let's go back to 13, shall we? Okay, we've got 13. Anyway, I don't want to focus on the grammar exactly. I want to focus on my story. Yes, go ahead. So was Operation Lettuce Leaf successful? No. Ah, why not? I scuppered their plans. Scuppered. Scuppered the plan. Yeah, that's true. You did grab something. I did. I grabbed everything. And you know what I did with it? No. I put it in the fridge. Oh, well, okay. Covered in ants? I brushed the ants off. Mm, mm, mm. I think they are going to try and open the fridge. No. Yeah, they've been doing some research. They've got little maps and everything. (laughs) I've seen them. Oh, these are organised ants. So they're going to invade the fridge. That's going to take a lot of ant power. Mm -hmm. They're going to have more troops arriving. I think so. I think there's an entire army coming. Right. So that will make the ants much more powerful than you, won't it, Gav? They will be. Mm. Can we just go back a little bit? They're going, what was it? They're going to invade the fridge? Yes. And they're going to get more troops? Yes. What is this? This is be going to. Meaning? Plus infinitive. Yeah, meaning? It's a plan. Their master plan? Yeah, Okay, so they've thought about this plan in the past. In advance. In advance. They're going to talk about it with each other and then they're going to make it happen in the future. So this is a plan. This is going to, everybody. And they will... Not succeed. They will not succeed, which... Ooh, we're, we're getting into predictions now. I what? wasn't going to go there yet. I wanted to just... What was the last... I was going to say it was a future fact. What was a future fact? I said a future fact. They will. They will need a lot of more ants. Okay, so they will need a lot more ants. Mm -hmm. Is that a prediction or is that a future fact? I don't know. That's a fact. That is a fact. But you think they will not succeed. I know they won't succeed. You know they won't succeed. You're going to use the negative. That's Mm. very nice. That means will not succeed, yeah? Won't Mm. succeed. So you're pretty sure. But have you got any evidence for this? No. No. This is just your opinion, isn't it? Yeah, you're right. Maybe it's just kind of a prediction. Without evidence. But if you had some evidence, I mean, if you knew that there was a super spy ant in there somewhere... 
I've got my mains. Right, so let's just go with this. There may be somebody working on the inside on my behalf. Exactly. So then you would say... They aren't going to succeed. Good, or they're not going to succeed. Because you know something, you've got some evidence. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I was going to tell you about. What's your mole? Can we call it a mole if it's an ant? Um. Yeah, why do we say mole? Because they're under the surface, you can't see them, they don't make much noise. Somebody working in an organisation who is there to spy and do secret things to undermine the success of that project. Exactly. So what's this mole called? This ant mole? It's getting confusing. Can we just say spy ant? Spy ant's fine. Okay, spy ant. What's the spy ant's name? Spy ant one. Spy ant... <laughs> Spiant one. Okay, Spiant one is going to do what exactly? Well, they'll probably dig a hole and make the general fall into it. Right, a hole in your kitchen floor? Yeah. On its own? Yeah. Right, so Spiant one's got some really good equipment, yeah? Exactly. Explosives. Has Spiant One got explosives? Probably. Okay, Spiant One is going to put some explosives in the kitchen floor and make a hole. Yes. So there will be a huge hole in front of your fridge. There will be. But I reckon that the ants can deal with that. I reckon by the time you go back into the kitchen, they will have made some kind of scaffolding, Gav. They will have made some kind of scaffolding? Yeah. And that is what exactly? They will have made a kind of scaffolding by the time you go into the kitchen? That's in the future, but it's finished. They will have carried out their plan. Oh. Yeah. And actually, I reckon when you go into the kitchen, they will have made the scaffolding and they will be climbing the scaffolding into the fridge. Oh, that's so dastardly. So you're talking about... While I'm peeking through the door of the kitchen, seeing how Spy Ant 1 is getting on with their secret mission, the ants will in fact be breaching the refrigerator door. I reckon so. I reckon so, yeah. So that's an action in progress at a specific time in the future. Exactly, Gav. So, if we can just maybe finish with the fact that... I reckon by the end of the month, Gav... These ants will have taken all of your lettuces. Do you think so? Yeah. So you're saying by this time next month, they will have been sitting in my refrigerator, eating my lettuce with no cares in the world. You will be a distant memory, Gav. They Mm. will have been occupying your fridge... And, well, they will have been occupying your kitchen for the entire month. Oh, my goodness. No longer will it be your kitchen. And this all started because they took control of the sink. Yes. Yes, that's right. I should have turned the tap on. That would have worked, probably. But there's no point getting into hypothetical conditional sentences right now, Gav. We're only doing the tenses. That's very true. If I... (laughs) Have we done the tenses, then? We've done... I think we've done them all. That's amazing. But you can finish with a third conditional if you want. Why not? Just wrap up with third conditional. If I had turned on the tap, 
The ants wouldn't have taken control of my kitchen. Good. Very good. I think that's everything, Gav. Is that everything, everybody listening? Do you think that's everything? Oh, the one thing we didn't talk about was perhaps, and I'm not saying, you know, definitely, but just perhaps you should say to the ants, will you please leave? And I promise I will give you lettuces in the garden if you leave. I would really like it if you leave. Maybe you should try it. Go to the head ant. Maybe take spy ant one with you. As a negotiator. Yeah, as pawn in the negotiation. Maybe you could give up spy ant one. I'm not saying, you know, I've got any loyalty to spy ant one, but maybe spy ant one can be the sacrifice. Yeah. And you offer, you promise, you request... Using will. I'll do that. Oh, you'll do that, will you? I'll certainly consider it anyway. Well, that sounded like a promise to me. Okay. What I'll do is I'll offer them free lettuces from now onwards. I think that's an amicable solution to your problem. Mm -hmm. Offers, requests, promises. Yeah. And if that doesn't work, just get an exterminator to come and zap them all yeah i could say and general will you accept these terms and they say we will i promise Mm, mm -hmm. that's a beautiful story it's lovely thanks for helping me with that one came out of nowhere shall we summarize i think i'll do it now are you still going with this whole tense thing that's a spontaneous decision m yeah you thought of it at that moment I don't think we covered that very well with the ant story, so that's good you put that one in. I think we've definitely covered everything now. We have, so... Shall we (laughs) summarise? Okay, keep going with the shalls for offers. Yes, let's summarise. How are we going to summarise? I'll say the sentence from the story, and you can tell me what the use of that sentence is. And the name of the tense. Yes. Okay, listeners, play along at home. This is going to be fun. So I'll read the sentence. You tell me the tense and the use of that tense. Should I number them? Yeah. Go for it. Because we got... How many were there in the end? 13. 13. Good. Okay. Number one. There are ants in the sink. That is present simple for facts. They wake early. Still present simple for routines. The ant bus arrives at 7am in the morning. Present simple again, this time for schedules. Or schedules. Or schedules. I never remember which one is which, American or British. Uh, What do you say? I say schedules. Yeah, maybe I used to say schedule, but now I say schedule. Maybe it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Number two. That piece of lettuce is walking away. That is present continuous. That is for a longer action in the present. I'm meeting the commander for a negotiation. That is present continuous for a future plan or arrangement. Mm -hmm. Commander or captain or colonel or... Chief, whoever I can be. Keep changing it. Yes. Yeah. Number three, the ants decided to invade the kitchen. Past simple for past actions. Good. Number four, while the ants were walking away with the lettuce, I decided to grab it. 
that is past continuous for a longer past action, often interrupted by a short action. Thank you. Number five. Maybe you had left the door open and the ants got in. Past perfect. Past action before another past action. Great. Number six. She had been doing a lot of overtime and that's why she felt stressed. That is past perfect continuous for a longer action, a longer past action before another past action. Number seven. The ants have been in the kitchen for two hours. We're getting into present perfect now, which there's a lot of different uses. So this one is for talking about the duration of a past action and that will continue. Mm -hmm. The ants have just taken control of my kitchen. Recent past actions, present results, I think, as well. Mm -hmm. The ants have taken three lettuces. Mm, just to show the number of completed actions that have present results. Mm -hmm. And they have occupied the sink. Yeah, this is the longer permanent, maybe, action that started in the past and continues to the present. Mm -hmm. So we've concluded present perfect. Yeah. What about this, M? They have been occupying the sink for two hours. This is present perfect continuous, which is also to show the duration of an action started in the past. Probably will continue, but is temporary. Thank you very much. Number nine. They're going to invade the fridge. Going to, future, be going to, which is a plan. They aren't going to succeed because I have a spy. This is, again, um, be going to future prediction with evidence. Mm -hmm. Number 10. They will need more ants. Future simple. This is will. Lots of reasons to use will. In this example, it's a future fact. Thank you. They won't succeed. Your opinion, prediction, without evidence. <laughs> okay. Will you please leave? This is a request. I'll give you lettuces in the garden. A promise. Would you like free lettuce from now on? This is an offer. If you don't do it, I'll exterminate you. And that's a threat. Nice. Eleven. They will have made a scaffolding by the time you go back to the kitchen. Future perfect for a completed action in the future. Number twelve. They will be climbing into your fridge. Future continuous, which is an action in progress at a specific time in the future. Yeah, what was that specific time? I think you said I'll be peeking in the kitchen. Usually it does go with a specific time. You definitely had context. Yes, yes we did. And finally, 13, by the end of the month, they will have been occupying the fridge for an entire month. And this is future perfect continuous, which is describing a duration of an action which will still be in progress in the future. Honestly, I don't use that one very often. But it exists. But it's there and we need to consider it, <laughs> it sometimes. Does. It could be useful sometimes. I agree. So if you want any more tense practice we've already mentioned the book how english works it's a nice yellow cover that's really good for self-study that's the one from oxford they're mm -hmm. real 
all of the English file books and the cutting edge books, of course, all the standard books for EFL all have very, very good resources. And a lot of them have reviews at the beginning or the end of the book, which are mixed tenses, which is what I always say to my students when you've learned a tense, that's good but you really need to start comparing it with other tenses and because you don't just speak in one tense the whole time. Mm-hmm. Conversations move around all the time, don't they? Different tenses, as we've demonstrated. Murphy. Murphy. Vince. Michael Vince. Raymond Murphy. We've got lots of great go-to books to help us with this stuff. But Gav, as you say, sometimes the books can be a bit dry. So what's your advice? Do that for homework. Yeah. Practice in the lesson. Yeah. Guide the student. Have fun. Yeah, make it fun. I think the main, maybe the main takeaway from this episode is make it fun and then it will be memorable. Hopefully. I think you could create this entire story from one single photo. Hmm, you probably could. If you have students with a good imagination, that's the only thing. Sometimes my students don't seem to have any kind of creative thoughts at all so you have to know your class I think if you're going to try and create a story but I think we've just shown it is possible and that was without any planning shh but that was the plan oh yeah that was the plan to not plan that's right we no. didn't want to plan this one so... we didn't want the tension <laughs> we didn't want the tension no we don't usually plan anyway but this one was completely ad lib and I think it was fun. I didn't know where we were going with it, and it went to a very strange place, but I was quite happy to go there with you, Gav. It was lots of fun. I really, really enjoyed it. You know what? What? It's actually a real story. Which part of it's a real story? About the ants. You have actually got ants in your kitchen. (laughs) We're a couple, Mm. but I'm going to keep an eye on them. They are very, very small. I'm not too worried about them. Keep an eye on if any vegetables start moving on their own. I will. Em, we should mention that we're not experts on any of the topics that we've talked about, especially ants. Yeah, I don't know a lot about ants. We mentioned before that, well, I think I I guessed that they never slept. Mm, shall we just fix that little error? You googled it, didn't you? I did. So the average work ant takes approximately 250 power naps every day. See, how interesting. I had no idea about that. So Mm -hmm. just from this conversation sparked my interest and your interest to find out more. And who knew? Who knew that ants just power napped constantly all day? And it works for them, though, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Before anything else, Em, we need to do our shout outs to say thank you to all those wonderful people on Instagram who have been liking and commenting and saying wonderful things about how much they're enjoying our posts and the show. So shall we do some quick shout outs? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Can I go first? Please do. So the first one is Ingliski with Millie. Yes, and react.rs. Ivana at Ucionica underscore Ingliskog. Erin at Everything EFL. Enjoy Languages with me. English for Brazilians, number four. Teacher Kareen. Cassandra Ormachia. Learn.english.withkia. Quang Metropolitan. Go Go Kokinu. Learn English with Show. Distant English. 
English underscore with underscore Sinead. English with Musab. Monica Teffel. Irina Karpenko 9747. It's underscore N underscore English underscore thing. And apologies if any of those were not pronounced properly. I think we did pretty well, Em. We just tried, yeah. So thank you so much to those wonderful people and for liking our stuff. And we're absolutely loving your posts as well. We're loving everything that's happening on IG at the Momo. Thanks, everyone. So, Gav, are you going to introduce this week's song? Yes, I am. I'm absolutely delighted to introduce George from Anchor Creative Education, which teaches grammar, vocabulary and structure of English through drama and music. Let's listen to George talk about the company and the work they do with kids in schools, and then we can listen to one of their many amazing and fun songs. This one is called the Irregular Past Tense Verb Song. Yeah, the song's so good. I love it. It's just a really catchy, I'm going to be singing it all week in my mind. Love it. It's another earworm, Em. It is indeed. And our contributors are so incredibly talented, Gav. I mean, when we requested these songs or we had this idea to include music at the end, I had no idea that the quality was going to be as good as it's been. I know, it's been absolutely amazing. The singers, the musicians, they're just superb. They are indeed. And they are so polished and their voices are great and all the songs are so, so good. So... I hope we can continue to do it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to find some more fascinating guests as well for future episodes. So I'm really, really excited about that. If any of the followers have some topics that they'd like us to cover, or if they'd like to recommend any of their teacher friends or learner friends, then please get in touch with us and we would love to have them on the show. And also remember, we asked about the live cast. Here's a reminder, if people are interested, please get in touch with us and we will look at organising that soon. Excellent. So finally, here's George from Anchor Creative Education. Hello, everyone. My name's George Chalmers and I own a little company called Anchor Creative Education based up in Liverpool in the northwest of England. And what we do is we use the performing arts, we use music, drama and movement to teach the nitty gritty of spelling, punctuation and grammar. So everyone who works for us has a degree in a performing art and we lead workshops, drama workshops, physical active drama workshops aimed to teach the children something, a a tricky element of the English curriculum. From initial blending in reception to initial phonemes and graphemes to the subjunctive form of verbs in year six, we cover everything using drama, movement and particularly music and song. We're all uh, drama teachers and we all find it quite fun and silly to jump around uh, with the children. But we found it really beneficial to use drama games and song to teach these tricky elements of grammar, particularly song. I know a lot of people can be turned off by grammar. We're going to talk about expanded noun phrase or relative clause or, or possessive pronouns. And that could be quite tricky. We put them into rock and roll songs because... Um, rock and roll music, particularly the type of music that we enjoy, and we think it can uh, it can really excite children in, in a classroom setting as well. So what I've done over the last few years is I've written 80, 90 different rock and roll songs aimed to enhance and expand the children's knowledge and ability to implement spelling, punctuation, and grammar techniques into their writing. And when I first started, 
I didn't know anything. I have a degree in drama, no English experience really. I've, I've developed CPD as I've gone on. But I'd ask my wife, who's a teacher, oh gosh, I'm, I'm doing subordinating conjunctions tomorrow with year six. What are they? She'd go, well, the words like when or if, the because. So I put it into a tune after although, as because, before, and that would become memorable to me. And I found that children, very similar learners, some children were very similar learners to me. And that tune, they would really cling on to. So I've learned since. It's called multimodal learning. Um, that tune, that silliness, um, that recognisable melody. And they were remembering the melody and they were remembering the words at the same time, like we did when we were little. You know, I, I, I always say, you, you'd never forget, old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O. You're never going to forget that in your life because of that tune. And that experience. So hopefully we won't forget after, although, as because, before the subordinating conjunctions as well. So what I've decided to do is write songs about every element of the English spelling, punctuation and grammar from, from phonics to year six. Um, at the moment, we're currently developing another song on there, there and there, which is a very much needed song. I think teachers will agree. Um, and Gav emailed me. He found a few of our songs and found them enjoyable. And, that, and I, I really appreciate that. So thank you. Um, the song um, I think we're going to talk about is the Irregular Past Tense Verbs song. It's a bit different to most of our songs because it has a call and response. So it might be like, I I run to the shops and the children answer back. I ran to the shops. Quite tricky. Most of our songs will include a chorus and the chorus will explain that skill in, in hopefully a quite, a quite a neat little sentence. So if you're asking a plenary or an a, a bit of AFL, you might ask, you know, Samantha, what's a uh, an expanded noun phrase? And they say, oh, a noun phrase is a few words working together to describe one noun, to describe one noun. So they can repeat the song back to you, hopefully. And they've answered that question. They've um, recalled what that skill does, hopefully. And we found that children who use our songs every single week, um, their grammar results are often really, really strong and they can implement those skills within their writing. So I'm really happy, um, Gav, emailed me and asked me to use our songs and I'm really, really pleased for that. And I hope everyone has a chance to check us out. We're called Anchor Creative Education. We have a song for everything. And there's also a nice little um, series called George Explains. Well, that's me doing a silly little explanation on a, on a tricky grammar skill in three or four minutes for the children in your class as well. So I hope you enjoy it uh, and I hope you can access some of our resources. So thanks very much. Irregular past tense 
I come to see you. I came to see you. I burst the balloon. I burst the balloon. I weep because I'm sad. I wept because I'm sad. I bring you a drink. I brought you a drink. I tread carefully. I trod carefully. I deal the cards. I dealt the cards. We flee the house. We fled the house. I hurt my leg. I hurt my leg. Irregular past tense verbs. They mess with my head. Irregular past tense verbs. They don't use ed. It's a brand new word. I shrink my shirt. I shrank my shirt. I hang up my coat. I hung up my coat. I dream about a fish. I dreamt about a fish. I shine my light. I shone my light. I slide down the hill. I slid down the hill. We rise up the hill. We rose up the hill. I sling my bag. I slung my bag. I think to myself. I thought to myself. Irregular past tense verbs. They mess with my head. Irregular past tense verbs. They don't use ed. It's a brand new word.